Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're here. Today, we are jumping into um, a children's novel called Among the Hidden by Margaret Peterson Haddix. It was published, first published in 1998. And I did the math on this, and I would have been 13 years old. So, but I don't know how I missed this one. I didn't, I don't remember this one from my childhood. Um, And so, how did you hear about it? Okay. Uh, well, and it's and it is the first book in the series called The Shadow Children, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books in that series, and okay. it's for like a junior high school age kids. I always ask someone um, that's a reader what book turned them into a reader, and there's a, a young man that I met at church named Kenneth Cole. His wife was a fourth grade teacher tie-in and Kenneth Cole and of course she's a voracious reader but I asked him what book changed him because he said he did not like reading until he found Among the Hidden series is what he called it and so I said well I need to read that book then okay and you know it's won a lot of awards and you know one of the awards that I saw on there it says an LA an L an A L A quick pick for reluctant young adult readers so Mm -hmm. So that's, that is a great to have in your hip pocket for, for kids that need a little inspiration. Yes. Because I, as I told, you know, when I was the grade rep uh, at Wright, we would talk about that. I said, there's no kid that doesn't like reading. There's just kids that haven't found the right book. Mm, Yeah. So we got to get the right book in their hands. That's, that's a good, good uh, thing for parents to remember. So you say, my kid's not a reader. Instead of saying that, say, well, I just haven't found the right book for my kid. Yes. I've got to find the right book. And uh, this one, uh, science fiction, you know, is not my favorite. That's not my mojo. <laughs> but I, it didn't seem like science fiction to me. If, and it's I, kind of futuristic. Would we call but, it science fiction? Well, that's what it's listed as, futuristic fiction. But Okay. I was about to say, it doesn't, yeah, it's, I wouldn't label it as sci-fi. I would definitely label it as fiction. But. Futuristic, but it's funny how we were going to do this uh, podcast on this, and then I heard this little thing on the radio on news saying how China, you know, they always limited their children, uh, the birth rate and all that, and they and the, it actually worked too well, and so they were trying to give incentives for kit for people to have children and nobody's taken the incentives really yeah so i thought I that was interesting that. and that's happening now that was a recent thing well do you know that that's one of the things that inspired margaret to write this book it said that she um she and her husband were talking about if they wanted to have more than two kids and so that conversation went into they were talking about overpopulation earth resources all that and about China's one-child policy, and just the, that conversation with her husband kind of led her into creating the whole shadow children stuff. Prompted it. Well, did so, this connect mm-hmm. with you for uh, with the giver? Yes, 
I definitely saw it definitely connected a lot with the giver. Um, I would say this, this Luke's world, Luke is the main character, like a 12 year old boy. Um, I would say his world is better than the giver world. That one is definitely, I feel like more controlling. Um, but maybe this is like a pre giver. (laughs) Maybe this is what the world would have been. I think the problem with the giver is the, it's not honest. At least Luke is Luke's world is honest. He knows he's the third child. So he has to remain hidden and he can't leave the house. That's so true. he knows that and his parents have been honest and he has brothers and they get to go to school and all that. And he doesn't. But what's really good about this book, it would help you to be grateful because how many kids say, oh, I have to go to school. I have to go to school. But when you see Luke's from his viewpoint or his perspective, he would love to go to school. That's a good point. I think that and that is so needed for people to be appreciative and uh, and grateful for their lives. And this, I think this book gives readers an appreciation for the, for our world after we've been in Luke's world. It does make us think, oh, yeah. this, you know, because we always for think how simple bad things. our world is. Yeah. Yeah. Just the simple things like just walking outside. So uh, for 12 years, he's been hidden. So the population police won't find him. And then what, where we start on the story, they have subdivided up the woods, which he, his family, he was able to get out a little bit outside just because of the woods, but they subdivided it. And now that's, he can't do it anymore. The population police will find him. Yes. So I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And so then there's, but, a, there's a huge twist when he meets another third and her name. He Jen. sees a girl's face in a window and he knows there's only two. He knows the other two children that live there. So he watches that's all he can do. So he sees everything that's going on around him. And he, like, for a split second, thinks he sees a girl's face in a window. So, yeah. What, what do you and, do with that information? <laughs> and then, if you're uh, Luke. I, 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 I um, pulled a couple of quotes from this. And it said, Luke reached for the dictionary and settled in for a long haul. I love that because uh, he had a book that was really, really hard. And instead of saying, oh, this is hard, forget it. He pulls up a dictionary with him. He said, I'm going to read it. Yes. And I'm saying, what does that tell you about Luke? Well, he's had to be self-sufficient because he's by himself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he even gets in trouble for that. Because one time, which I thought was adorable, he tried to make bread. He's trying to make his mom's life easier. So he goes and makes bread and and his dad got onto him. Someone could have seen you moving around down here, blah, blah, blah. And so he actually, he can't even eat with the family. Mm-hmm. He has to eat in the stairwell of the attic. And I'm like, oh, it just kind of breaks your heart part of that. Because he just wants to sit. At, I mean, and how many people don't want to eat at the fam- at the family table? They don't want that. Yes. And then he's longing for that. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It is sad. I will say, though, that part of me, when I was, I remember reading it and thinking, you know, some of this isn't bad. Like, I mean... You ha- you're locked in this attic with all these books and, you know, all you have to do is read and no one's going to bother you. I'm like, you know, I could get on board with that part. So, But it's just like the book by Patrick Catling and it's called The Chocolate Touch. You know, you think I, I, no one loves chocolate more than me. But in that book, he has uh, magically the, gotten he's I think he got it from a coin he's he spent this magic coin on some chocolate so now everything he touches toothpaste whatever he puts in his mouth tastes like chocolate well 
And guess what he wants more than anything? A drink of nice cold water and he can't have it because it turns to chocolate. Mm. So it seems like it would be really good. But yeah. you know as well as I do, too much of a good thing For is sure. not a good thing. Yeah. And she does it beautifully because she, she, it's very, it, it's an easy read. Super but, easy. I mean, yeah. she, she really, you are there with Luke. You're there with Luke. And you get to know Jen. And Jen, this is a quote to let you know how Jen is because I really liked her. You know, so you'd understand, oh, she gave him this book so he'd understand how stupid the government was. And then she quotes, you've got to quit thinking this makes any sense. It's the government. (laughs) (laughs) I I just liked that quote so much. So pretty cool. I think it shows too, because when he does get to connect with this other um, shadow child, I guess um, it there's, it's so comforting to him, you know, that he's not the only one. Like he didn't know that there was other shadow children, you know? So I think that's, that was an interesting point. Just that that opened his world that he's not the only one, you know, it's uh, and I don't know what it's his situation hadn't changed, but it was, it it made it better just by knowing that misery loves company. Yeah, and then to and to add to that, she has two people of, I mean, grossly different personalities. Because Jen is like, "Go get him." She's, you know, "Let's go, let's go," and he's cautious. He's very cautious. Well, his family is not as wealthy as her family is. That's true. And she's planning a rally. She wants to go to the president's house and demand freedom for the thirds. They call them thirds because if you were the third child. And, and that's kind of the reason, whole. Oh, for some reason, I was going to connect it. And I don't. And I put when I was reading it that it made me think of a book that I read when I was in. Uh, I can't remember. I think I might have been teaching. Uh, I might have been teaching third grade but for some reason I read this um, I thought I might have been teaching special ed and it could have been for high school students but uh, the face on the milk carton by Carolyn B. Cooney and that's kind of for high school students but um, way a great mystery how this girl she's eating lunch and she sees her face on the milk carton. I remember that book it was a good book. So she she thinks that she's been um her parents kidnapped her and i it's funny how you know people say they don't like to reread books but i could reread that book because i don't remember i just remember it was good mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't remember anything about it and like among the hidden i really want to read the next book but i don't have it among the imposters i know because it kind of leaves you it, you don't get closure yeah at the book yeah and i will this was i think when we did our recap of the recap um this was the one that surprised me i was not expecting i thought i had it figured out kind of um there's something surprising in there so i was like huh so i'm like you i want to i want to read the rest of the series i just haven't i haven't even looked for it again you know so but i would like to read the rest of the series well i wrote them down because among the imposters among the betrayed among the barons, among the brave, among the enemy, and the last one, among the free. 
So it gives you hope. And this would be, you said you you started a kid lit group, right? Like a kid literature. That's, that's a dream of mine. I haven't started it yet, but that's, a, okay. that's on the, it's on the back burner. But it's on the docket like this year. Said, yeah. I need to put it on the front burner, but I'm, you know. This would be a good series for that, I would think. Yeah, it would be, definitely. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of talk about. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just read a picture book, and it's called The Invisible Boy. And he's he's not invisible, of course. It's a, it's realistic fiction. But it, in the book, uh, everyone is in color but him, and he's in black and white because no one sees him. The teacher, he's quiet. The teacher doesn't notice him. The kids don't pick him and he's invisible. So how many people are going through life and they not, may not be like Luke's situation in the attic, but you feel like you're just hidden. Mm-hmm. So that could resonate with a lot of people besides kids. You know, a lot of people I think feel hidden that their real self is not out there. For sure. And I definitely think, um, that's a good connection. I really like that book too, the um, Invisible Boy. And I think it, in our day and age, that with even more distractions and entertainment and everything so accessible, I I I just wonder if people and children even feel that more that oh, not yeah. being seen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I should put your pit your painting that you did was uh, depicts that you know pictures worth a thousand words. But when everybody's on their cell phone and this one boy just wants to play ball mm-hmm. and I have that hanging up in my classroom uh, because kids get that painting way before adults do. Adults will say, oh, yeah. And then but kids are like, yeah, I wish my mom and dad could see that, you know, mm-hmm. because I think they feel like they're not heard, which would equivalent. It would be kind of like Luke. Luke kind of felt like his family. Um, and, and, and they tried, they, Mm -hmm. they tried his brothers. I didn't think tried very hard, but I mean, brothers are brothers, I guess, you know, they joke. Yeah. They, they make it worse a little bit. Well, we all, we've all had uh, our run-ins with brothers. So, but it it was funny. It was, well, not funny, but it was sad how the government kind of told you that, you know, his dad raised hogs or something. And then they said, no, you're not anymore. You're not going to do that. Yes. Oh, you're not going to do that. And they kind of tell you what to do. And that, uh, you know, that's just the, the too much control, I think. And I think that's oh, what sure. this this book's about. Control. When you have that, you limit people. It's definitely about the loss of free will. I mean, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. The loss of free will and then kind of having to defy odds to make a difference again you're, or change that. But because China is offering incentives for people to have kids, but now, see, you kind of go with the status quo. That's interesting that they're reversing it now. That's interesting. Well, and, you know, pop- trying population to. control, though, is a real thing. And I don't want to get into politics or anything, but there's a lot of high rollers out there that are very concerned about us being overpopulated. And, you know the high rollers they have a lot of money they can they can spend a lot of money on population control and we don't even realize it so i mean which is yeah that's true just because you know we we're living our daily lives everybody's working they're trying to raise their kids and go you know we don't we're not trying to look back on when we're not looking down on them like um and 
like I feel like sometimes the working people, the middle class, they're pawns on a chessboard. Mm-hmm. And somebody's moving it. I and mean, we don't, I mean, like big corporations and stuff are doing everything. And that's why this book was like, well, the government says this and the government says this. And, you know, and so really the people didn't have any, any say in anything. Yeah. It really did not seem like that big of a stretch. You know, it did not seem that's like it true. was. It, when you're reading it, it's not like, oh, this is so, this is such a fictional story and everything. You're like, yeah, I could see this happening. <laughs> That's kind of true. I, yeah. I, I, I hate to say that, you know, but, and just to think that you would not have, um, it, I think if you look at the suicide rate during the quarantine, especially of his age group, Luke, Luke's about 12, 12, 13, 14, the suicide rate went way high because they need to be with peers. Mm-hmm. They need to be with their classmates and stuff, it, but nobody addressed that. So, I mean, that's going to, that's going to offset your, um, you know, you, you say that because we quarantined people, lives were saved, but lives were lost Mm -hmm. too. So I'm, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. And it may still be higher, but a lot of schools are opening, but I heard some are closing again. So, you know, it's really important for the, that teenage people you know you know little kids mom and dad's real important to them but when you get uh older then your peers are important so yes and and it's in among the hidden he didn't have that i mean his peers were his brothers but he didn't have anyone outside of his family his entire life up until this point where he meets this girl so i mean that's it's that's hard to imagine you know yeah to have always been in this one place and you could never go out anywhere yeah. you know um it's definitely a, a kind of uh but like you said it's not that much of a stretch because i mean everybody was quarantined in uh 2020 so you had a little bit taste of what luke goes through all the time yes he went through that for 12 years so but I mean, he couldn't even, I mean, he even has to avoid the windows. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he can't really, like be he can't, in you know, you would think downstairs he could go, but they said, no, he's, he really has to stay in the attic. So, and I, I, um, I mean, the, I guess the hardest thing for me was when it was supper time and he had to just sit in the stairwell. That was probably the hardest part of the book for yeah. me because I felt bad for him, you know? And it's difficult as the parents too, because you're only, you're kind of rationed with your food and they're feeding the whole other person. So that is, you know. Oh yes. I forgot about that. So, That's true. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to make ends meet as best they can. But kudos to them for trying to find a way because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they kept him, you know, but I'm like, ah, uh, because how many, you know, he may do something great. And uh, I, I'm just saying all the people who, who knows what could have happened in China if we hadn't have limited the birth, if they hadn't limited birth control. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, if they hadn't lim- limited birth rate, who knows? That would be an interesting study. Yeah. On what. But which, But that's hard to say again. That's hard to say. 
Yeah, you couldn't have, but I mean, someone in there could have been the one that could have, someone that wasn't born could have been the one that was going to cure cancer or something, you know, because we've, we've uh, narrowed it down or in, in a, in a, I don't know, it's kind of like a little bit to me, it seems like the government is trying to play God mm-hmm. and, uh, and like they have the brains for that, please. <laughs> Just like, whoa, whoa. Yes. Nobody does. Nobody does. So, but I certainly need the government. I mean, so these what are the people your... who say eggs are bad for you. Eggs are bad for you. And then, oh, eggs are good for you. Eggs are good. You know, what? what's mm. that about? Just eat eggs. They're okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, true. So what was your, how did you feel when you finished reading Among the Hidden? I wrote that in my book that I felt like I need to read the next book in the series. It leaves you hanging. Yes. I felt surprised. I was very surprised. And and definitely, I feel the same way. I, I need to read the next one. And I, and I just, I, I guess I had a lot of empathy for, um, a lot of empathy for Luke. Because you can imagine what that, what that's like I mean when I'm teaching I'm teaching in a the roof of a church and there are no windows and it bothers you you have to kind of just pray and put it out of your mind and not think about it but just not to be able to see out it does kind of get on your nerves so I don't know how he did it uh, because I get to go out at recess for 30 minutes and stuff like that but he couldn't Mm -hmm. so I kind of can a little tiny bit of me can say uh, how I mean I, I just you you get to feeling claustrophobic. You know that's interesting because I've been in your I've been in your classroom and it is weird because I like I our house has, that we had built we'd put in a bunch of window. It's like natural light. We really like Everywhere. the natural light. Every there's so many windows and we don't even have curtains on them. We just have the windows, you know. And so it's weird going from that into like no windows like you it's it's weird to lose all natural lighting and you're right it does it I don't know I just think it's is mammals we need light so natural light. I mean well you feel like you're in a closet Mm -hmm. you know and it's uh and it does kind of close in on you so you need you need to get outside and I, I just feel like he didn't have that option I mean I guess the only thing he could do was go down the stairwell but he really couldn't just you know, mix and mingle with the family. Um, I forgot to tell you when I was uh, looking up stuff on uh, Margaret Peterson, you'll like this, that um, she, she grew up on a farm, um, I think in Ohio, but her family, so they're mostly farmers, but they were voracious readers. And so really, here's some of her favorite books. I thought you would like this. Um, Harriet, the spy Anne of green Gables, um, Little Women, Anne Frank, Rebecca of Sunnybook Farm, and The Little Princess were some of her favorites. It. I've read all of those except Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. But I've we've seen the Shirley read... Temple movie. <laughs> I, I have seen the Shirley Temple movie with Randolph Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to eat your spinach baby. <laughs> I mean, that, that was cool. But I read Harriet the Spy. Uh, because I was trying to read some Newbery winners or something. And I think that was one. And I really enjoyed it. But Anne of Green Gables, can you put, I mean, you can't even give that enough stars. Really. No. Great. It's just huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. 
and little and, women uh, and yeah, yeah. huge I don't, I don't know if I've read Anne Frank I might have in school but I don't remember I think I read it after the movie that came out where the teacher let her kids read that and then they went to see it um, I can't remember the name of the movie but I'm sure but yeah I, and I think I might have read a kid's version uh, <laughs> of that but yeah, Anne Frank's amazing. She, boy, what a good connection with um, Luke because she could yes. leave. Yeah, all those people, uh, like among the hidden, goes with um, Corey Tinboom, too, hiding the Jewish people. Hmm, and that yeah. happened. That and that really happened. Yeah, and people were. Um, yeah, it's just. It, throughout history you can see that man and there was a book i just read that was um i can't remember the name of that one either i need to start writing everything down because when you get get where you forget everything i think it's rose blanche and that was a, a girl who uh, kids are so cool uh she sees these um jewish kids in a concentration camp like thing and she takes them her lunch and she keeps taking them her lunch every day you know and um it's amazing um what happens after that because the there's german soldiers all in her town and she goes out in the woods to find this camp and then she she gives them her lunch but then um, i'm not going to say anything that's it's a very short book it's a picture book but oh it's so powerful oh my well, goodness talk about a surprise ending yeah i don't know if it i don't think it was true uh that book but i'm i'm thinking uh, like you there's always something that causes a writer to write the book and so i think it might have had some roots where because you know she's moving around even though she's pretty much hidden but, you know, and there's German soldiers everywhere. But as a kid, she just is so brave. Kind of like yeah. Jen in Among the Hidden. She's so brave. So brave. Yeah. And he's like, well, this could happen. Well, this could happen. Well, you know, he's, he's making a list of stuff that could happen. And he doesn't have her self-esteem, you know, because when he made the bread and it turned out kind of flat or whatever, he's kind of, uh, and he got in trouble and all that kind of stuff. But instead of, you know. But I will some of like so the girl in the story her dad works for the government so there's a sense of he kind of knows the ins and outs of it and so and she's actually been out of the house like they even have yes. a, a hidden compartment in the car for her where she can get in the car remember that yeah i do yeah you're right i forgot that part but where she, she can she or has she's had a lot more freedom than him so she's actually gone shopping and stuff because they'll go to a different town and stuff where they you know so and then she has an internet group she's used the computer to link herself with that she has the outlets and he does yes and he doesn't yeah so i i'm uh yeah i now now that we've touched on it again and reminded me we need to get the imposters among okay. the imposters yes we'll add to our book stack you know it, it the book stack's just getting larger and larger so and that's great yeah yeah but so that's a wrap on among the hidden we highly recommend it if you haven't read it or it's a good one to get for any reluctant young readers in your life that need a boost or to be inspired and 
we will see you on the next one. Take care. Grab a book and a cup of tea and fill yourself with glee. (laughs) Hey, I have a quote. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Helen Keller. Oh, I like it. Let's end on that. That's a good one. Well, it kind of goes with the story. And that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap.